Hey, it's Flowers. Thank you very much for making the choice to download and listen to this episode of Why Lab with Jacqueline Winters and myself. I'm very excited to share this episode with you all. Jacqueline is a very special person. She has a very rare and beautiful light that shines out of her, and it's hard not to fall into the love and the light that she is emitting and sharing with everyone else. She truly has found her mission and purpose in life. And in this conversation, we talk about some of the challenges she had when she was young and finding her path and how she's maintained her focus on that path and how she's changed throughout the years. And And we talk a lot about why she's starting to expand that. And she's got a new brand called The Conscious Method and a new app coming out so she can share her uh, yoga and bar instruction with all of her friends, family, and clients. So we talk about a lot of things. She's an incredible person, and I hope that you can resonate with this conversation as much as I feel like we resonated with each other, and it's really, really fun. We giggle a lot, and I encourage you to stick around till the end. Uh, we do a meditation at the beginning of the second half. So again, thank you for support. Thank you for listening to this episode. We're grateful. And without further ado, Jacqueline Winters. that you made the choice to sit down with us and whatever you're doing, take the time to spend with us. And this moment is precious for me because I have a good friend here today that I'm excited about getting to know more about. And this is my environment that I started on my personal journey this year to where I could sit down face to face and have an intimate conversation with somebody and share that and see what comes out of just being curious and happy to spend that time. So today is very special again because Jacqueline Winters is my is my guest today. She and I have met through acquaintances and one of the things that I was really excited about you sharing today was how you got on your path, but also kind of the things that you're doing to create that okay. that I can see. Yeah. But without any further ado, would like to welcome Jacqueline Winters. Thank you for being here today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> Very excited. <laughs> uh, so Jacqueline, I, I kind of would like to start off introducing you and where you came from okay. to our listeners and so that they could resonate. If I'm not mistaken, Cincinnati? Yeah. Is that right? right? That okay. is. Right on. Cincinnati, Ohio. Born and raised. Um, went to Kent State University up near Cleveland for college and then moved to San Francisco. Um, got into, I originally went, wanted to do sports reporting, which is very random. Um, and really? Yeah, yeah. That's, My life journey is very interesting. That's what I went to college to do. Really? I thought I was going to be a sports broadcaster. Oh my God, that's so amazing. Okay, sorry to interrupt. Yes. Um, so yeah, I, I went to school for PR, public relations. I got into um, randomly interning for 
um, the Browns and the Indians for two seasons in media relations, which then evolved into um, sideline reporting. And then it kind of just, every, it, it's just weird how our world kind of just evolves and things just kind of, you know, anyway, keep going. But School. Yeah, and then I went to school, did the, the sideline reporting, and then I moved to San Francisco. And when I was in San Fran, I originally wanted to continue on the, the um, reporting side of things. Yeah. I fell in love with it randomly somehow got into the acting world um and i had done theater in high school and like all that good stuff um got on a show um kind of got the acting bug shifted gears wanted to pursue acting full-time went to the american conservatory theater for two years really yeah okay uh, did all that good stuff and then my side job i was doing um i was teaching bar fitness ballet bar fitness um have a little bit of dance background and things like that and so that was kind of like my side hustle. Um, ended up falling in love with that too and started teaching. And um, yeah, now I'm creating this whole brand based on yoga and ballet bar fitness. And well, I'm glad it. you brought that up because <laughs> I had something teed up that I was going to read. And I'm thinking, you know, how can I describe Jacqueline? <laughs> and so I went to your website okay. and I wanted to read the about. Okay because I thought it was very well written. Thank you. So I would say, there's a quote at the top. There's a method to my madness. (laughs) Jacqueline is the creator and founder of The Conscious Method. Jacqueline has been teaching fitness and yoga and bar for almost 10 years. Her love for her clients inspired her to create a method that is safe, challenging, results-driven, and awakening. Her goal is to revolutionize the way people think about their bodies and fitness, and she's created more than a workout. It's an experience that helps awaken, connect, and align people to their physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual bodies. She does this through her cueing, hands-on adjustments, seamless choreography, choreography, and musicality. And you can find her on Instagram at... <laughs> the Conscious Method or Jacqueline Winters. Yeah. And so I thought that was a really cool description because it seems like that's the path, like when... I think about the word conscious or a mission or a pathway and what I've observed from the outside looking in, so to speak, even though acquaintances, yeah. is when I read that, I was like, I, I got it. I said, okay, well, that's her mission mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. And so I think my question would be, is how, how did you get to that mission mm-hmm. from the introduction that we got? earlier yeah um it it was a journey for sure um letting go of my ego was i think the biggest um lesson i learned and the the tool that helped me the most in tapping into um my soul light my divine light um and yeah and a lot of growth too a lot of lessons learned you know i owned a studio for a while um i taught for different modalities different different fitness modalities yoga teacher training was huge for me that was like the the biggest eye-opening experience of my entire life um that's what actually made me sell my my studio that i was owning where was the studio if you mind um calabasas oh okay Mm -hmm. so when did you move from north 
Northern California. So yeah, I moved to I moved to LA to con- to continue acting. Oh okay. Um, so that's what brought me here. Okay. Um, and then when I moved here, I was teaching still for the company um, that I I ended up. It's called the Daily Method. Okay. Um, that's where I kind of started my fitness journey. Just method the Daily Method. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the method. The method thing keeps coming, keeps trending. Okay. <laughs> um, and so I uh, yeah, so I I came down here. I started teaching for a franchise of the Daily Method because that's mm. where I, I taught up in in San Francisco. Okay. So made the move. Exactly here. So it's kind of a transition. Yeah, it was like easier to to do. And then the owners wanted to sell their studio. So I ended up, me and a business partner, and ended up taking over. Um, And it was a franchise. And I owned that for a couple years. And that was a huge learning experience, owning a small business. Oh, my goodness. Owning a space where people are coming into. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) Also, I was like 25 when I did it. So I was like a baby. Yeah. That's impressive to take that responsibility on. Oh, it was, uh, yes, it was, it was a, it was a lesson. And learned. you had a partner. I had a partner. Yes. Oh, okay. And she was slightly older and now reflecting back, um, I just wish I would have done it now opposed to 25 mm-hmm. because, you know, I was still a baby at that point. But you think, you know, at that age, you think you're like, whatever, I can do whatever. Oh, God. <laughs> right? Right? Go back to yes. the 20s. You yes. think you're invincible. Oh, gosh. Um, but now reflecting back, I, you know, um, I would have handled a lot of things a lot different. Um, do you mind if I ask if yeah. you had to give your piece self one piece of advice as a non to, to that person yeah. like right now what would it be I guess two parts would it be more of a business or a creative side of things would it be more would it be strictly business or would it be more I would actually be more spiritual okay like love would be like the biggest thing like lead with love in everything like everything you do you know because that's um, that's just gonna make every situation better you know, and leave, lead with your light. Don't lead with your ego and do the work to disassociate, you know, between the two or or associate between the two. Um, When you look back at that period of time, do you feel like it was very, um, I don't know, uh, kinetic, like, uh, like a lot of things, you're balancing a lot, you're trying to multitask a lot, you're growing, you're, how how was your personal growth during that time? Oh, it was, uh, I just feel like I was so stubborn. I was so stubborn. That same 20 year old. Yes. I was like, oh my gosh, I want to smack me. Like, I would not have liked me now. Like, we would not be friends. Uh, if I, met I would her. smack me. I, met, yes. I love that. Uh, we would just not be friends right now. We are two different people. Um, yeah, no, I would just, yeah, she was just so stubborn, that 25 year old me. Um, and again, just lo- you know, it's just love and light is like I think the foundation of everything. If we can just find that more in all of our everything, our situations, the way we think, um, everything would just be better and awaken to that. I'm all that's all I'm about. So when you, I'll use your word, awaken. Was yeah. there a moment where you had an awakening where the multitasking and the multitude of things that mm-hmm. you were trying to accomplish? Mm-hmm just lifted and went away and you you had sort of an awakening i guess that yeah. you said i'm going to focus on this path yeah it, it, can, yoga, you, de- can yeah. you describe that moment in time um or? my yoga teacher training because that's oh. i went through yoga teacher training while i still own the the studio and when i delve deep into my stuff i realized i have some stuff <laughs> Don't and we all. i yeah and i yeah. like i i just wasn't feeling good about who i was and i felt like 
you know, selling the studio, selling my half and letting go of this part of me that was, um, it was, it was like a mirror almost owning the studio. It made me see all of the things that I didn't like about me. And then the yoga teacher training was like, like the, the guide. Yeah. That my, like my, my little guide standing next to me, making me look at myself and be like, okay, this is, this is kind of ugly you, right? Like mm -hmm. how now, now we see it. How do we release it? How do we fix it? That's a, that's a really good point. And I think becoming the witness to your own life is probably one of the hardest things to describe yes, to yeah. your to others. Yeah. <laughs> to others. <laughs> and and that awakening part, you know, I was listening to um I digress. I was listening to a podcast today. Uh -huh. And they it was Deepak Chopra, it was on Jay Shetty. And okay. I lo I love that podcast. It's mm -hmm. uh I, I believe in what he's doing. But one of the things that I found super intriguing was about how um, he starts his awareness mm -hmm. with, and he described it as the screen, the screen of consciousness. And when I became a witness to that screen mm -hmm. of consciousness, then everything slowed down. And it was the way he said it. It was just so, it resonated so easily wow, in that, that one sentence. And then to hear you talk about awakening and the witness. Mm -hmm. That, I think, is probably the hardest struggle as a human, mm -hmm. especially when we get in a conversation about mindfulness or consciousness, the words, yeah, yeah. is how to find the observer. Yeah, yeah. And how to um, take responsibility for it, you know, and like want to make that shift. Because I think as humans, we sometimes see it, but then we're like, well, you know, like it's hard, it changes hard, right? Like, how am I going to fix that? Or maybe we, we don't know how to fix it. Um, but yeah, I think the, the first step is just awareness and seeing it. And letting go of something that was weighing you down. Exactly. And seeing that too and, and um, accepting that. Accepting because it kind of like 25-year-old me looked at, oh, I have to sell my business. I'm a failure, right? And nobody wants But the observer in you was like, you have to sell your exactly. business. You, this is a failure. You're, you're becoming a failure. Exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. Sorry. Like you're failing. Come on, girl. Like, no, no matter what. Yes. <laughs> Um, but in now, like looking back, it was never really like, a. it was the best thing that could ever happen to me, you know, like, and that's another thing too, that I think as we get older, we realize that these things we look at as failing are actually like the best things that could possibly happen to us. Um, and we have to let that ego go and that attachment go and really just be like, okay, I'm gonna let go. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this. I'm just gonna let go. The defining of failure is probably pretty hard for most of us because of, I mean, obviously because of our ego. So mm -hmm. it's, I think it's really rare and admirable that as a young 20 something, yeah. even in the midst of what could have been turmoil, <laughs> uh, you were able to have the awareness. Was it a gut feeling or was it a real mindfulness place? Again, it, it, it was the yoga experience. It had to I been. think so. Yeah. And also like, I mean, yoga, but also like, you're mentally ready. body like when you look at the numbers and you're in red every month and you're like oh wow this is getting nerve-wracking i'm getting further and further in debt at 25 years old um i think wow. i think that also too like you 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 become um you see everything when you zone out a little bit and you look down at everything and and instead of just you know taking it i mean i don't want to say because you want to take things moment by moment but um, does that make sense when you just like zone out a little bit and you look at all of the pieces of the puzzle? Um, 
and you realize that, okay, this is just not serving me anymore. Um, So it's time. But it's hard because we get into, whether they're conscious or unconscious, agreements with ourselves and other Mm -hmm. people and the environments that we've created that breaking that chain and those agreements becomes detrimental to who we are or the risk. And then even the creeping in of negative emotions and things like that happen that I, I can relate because we kind of brought it up earlier when you walked in, but I, my personal journey and why I'm doing what I'm doing in the, in the manner that I'm doing it now is because I, I was at a place where I wasn't happy with my job. And mm. it wasn't so much that I wasn't being successful on a, a business side, but it was the spiritual and emotional side. Mm. And so I had to leave a 14-year career wow. in med devices, and I was doing well, and I, but I just wasn't happy. Yeah, And it, and it was a a spiritual awakening. It wasn't mm-hmm. technically like it wasn't a like my gut was telling me I was succeeding. Everybody around me was saying I was good, but I just the things that I was doing to motivate myself mm-hmm. weren't that great. Yeah, and yeah. I had to have an awakening or multiple tries to awaken mm-hmm. to be able to say, "Hey, that's that's it." Yeah, and you got to let it go. Yeah. So yeah. then what? Can I ask a personal question? Yeah, that's why we're here. <laughs> what, I, what was that awakening for you? What was that? It was that I needed to, so a couple of things. Okay. Um, one, I would relate it back to when I first moved to California as a twenty-something mm. year old, <laughs> and I was a musician, and I was aspiring, and I was driven, and I was passionate, and my life was full of art and creative people, and I supplemented that with the work that I did. And I was a lot happier and I was dedicated. And I remember spending days and hours and hours editing like a, a song mm. and what that was like. And I remember having a conversation with my mom and I had this, I made the comment to her, I want to go back to that guy. Mm. I want to be the guy that doesn't sleep for two days because he wants to edit a song and get it out and do it. Yeah. How can I create that person again? Wow. And so I had to let go of almost all of my business ties and focus 100% on a creative output. And that meant also doing it with others because I didn't want to do it on my own. Mm. And that's sort of how this thing we're doing now (laughs) has been born out. I love it. Because I started doing a couple of different podcasts, a couple with my buddies, uh, Derek Riker, you know Derek, uh, and our friend Graham Bunn. We did a show called Cali Country Podcast. Did a dozen episodes, (laughs) super fun, around country music. And at the same time, I started my personal journey, and a lot of it was reflecting with myself Mm -hmm. and talking with myself. Mm -hmm. And so I have seven episodes that were flower bombs. Wow. And now that's morphed into focusing on others. Okay. This is a creative environment that we can have vulnerable face-to-face mm-hmm. conversations ask questions and it's safe to have honest answers just kind of like what we did because yeah. a lot of times in the personal journey with stress or anxiety or anything where tough choices come mm-hmm. i know a lot more times than not in my life now i turn to devices and things and materials mm-hmm. more than inward and that's been something that I've not been happy with. Mm. So I'm trying to focus on creating an environment that is more about being with others, being happy, I love that. and making my own path. I and love it's, that. 
hard. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Horribly. So, yeah. There are nights right? that I have not been sleeping. I oh. wake, but I also know that part of the process is the emotional mm-hmm. uh, swings and that you have the belief in yourself. That, that's why, Trust, like, even when yeah. you brought up, you're like, oh, I was going to go to school for this. Like, oh, so I went to school for that. I'm not even doing that now, but <laughs> yeah, here we are in front of camera. Exactly, here we are. <laughs> we are. We're kind of back on it. <laughs> yeah, the personal journey, how you get there is hard. Yes. And but it's important. It's It helps us grow. And I, I truly believe that trusting the process is so important, you know? And that's when you say you have those highs and lows, like yeah. just trusting and just trying to just remind yourself that, um, you're in your light, you know, and that's what I, I, um, when I work one-on-one with people, I always say you want to do something, um, that serves not only you, not only makes you happy, but also is going to serve the world, serve others, you know? And I think that's kind of what you're kind of tapping into with, with this stuff is you want to, you want to get this out. Yeah. A highly successful medical device sales rep Mm -hmm. is on a self mission to achieve quotas and gain like that is the most isolated. So yeah, just, I needed more goodness and good Mm -hmm. people and more start with love. Yeah. Your soul was craving something. Your ego was like, Oh, I'm very happy up here at the medical sale. Yeah. But your soul's like, Oh God, I need something. We need more here. Yeah. And so the question, the environment, mm-hmm. which and the, same with you, yeah. your your work environment, your partners, what you're getting out of it, the bottom line. Yep. And if your bottom line is happiness, mm-hmm. then that has to go. Yeah. Yeah. I would say this is this is this is a real part of the of the conversation where if anybody's listening to you now and they're thinking, oh man, I have this and I'm like, what would be advice that you would give to somebody as a yoga instructor mm-hmm. and a personal development mm-hmm. that they can do on a daily basis to, to be more conscious of mm-hmm. their environment? Meditate every morning, first thing. And I know people are like, there's this kind of, especially in our society, meditation gets, um, I don't want to say a bad rep, but I think people get a little scared of it, like turned off, like, oh, I'm not doing it right. How do I do it? Blah, blah, blah. When meditation's not a right or wrong way you can't do it wrong i promise um, <laughs> i promise I promise. literally all it is is like it's such a good tool to just ground you because i think what happens um i remember before i got into meditation anyway it, it may be just personal too um for me but um before i got into meditation i felt like I felt like my mind was just like always going like and, and there was always like wow how do I do this oh my gosh I, I gotta do this I gotta do that why now I can't do this now I have to think of it you know like my mind was just going like constantly and then what I found with meditation is it just brought me down it just grounded me and I again came into more of that trusting that's right grab the microphone <laughs> I'm handing I'm like <laughs> I keep hitting it with my hands I'm like oh my body just needs to move I love um, it I love it so meditation is like something I always recommend. And again, literally just wake up, sit down, close your eyes and breathe. That's it. And then if a thought pops into your mind and you start to get distracted, one of the best tools when I was first starting that helped me is just imagine that thought is a cloud and you just push it away and just keep pushing them away as they come. Just keep pushing them. And the breath is the secret ingredient. Um, counting your breath is really helpful too to kind of distract you mentally. Um, and also I talk a lot about the bodies, right? We have the physical body, we have the mental body, the emotional body, and the spiritual body. And usually one or all of our bodies are somewhere else, right? 
Um, physical body might be in pain from the workout you did yesterday. Your emotional body might be disrupted from uh, an issue with someone in your personal life. Yeah. A mental body might be disrupted with work. Um, spiritual body might not even be there. <laughs> you might be like, I don't know where that is. <laughs> um, so the kind of um, ingredient that I use in my method is to pull all those bodies in the here and now. We want to pull them in to this present moment. And that is becoming present when you align all those bodies. And for me, that's what meditation does. And that's what the breath does. And counting the breath will really help. Also, um, when I teach my yoga classes in the beginning, I will we'll talk about like, first we connect to the breath. And then I, I tell people, remind yourself where you are right now in this moment. And usually in that moment, they're laying on the mat, breathing. Past already happened, let it go future is unknown let that go only moment we have control over is the present one and again in that moment they're laying on their mat breathing there you, that's where you're at life is pretty <laughs> damn good right like you're alive you're yeah. abundant you're whole you're perfect in that moment and what i find 99 percent of the time every moment we are beyond okay all of our stress stems from those thoughts of the past, those thoughts, those intentions of the future. Yeah. Right? And if we let yeah. that go and just trust in the moment, life's good. This is a good time to take a break. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have your notebooks out? <laughs> this is a great time to take a break. And what I would ask of you, instructor, is that we're going to take a little break and then we'll come back and we'll have Jacqueline lead us through what could be done as a morning meditation for a few minutes. Yay. And we'll let her... Uh, Walk us through. Again, thanks for sticking around the first part of Y Lab. I'm Michael Flowers here with Jacqueline Winters, and we'll be right back. We started with our giggles. <laughs> I will, uh, I'll say, welcome back. Thank you. Thank you for making the choice to be here today with Y Lab. And right now, we're going to have Jacqueline Winters take us through. A moment. Yes, a little meditation that you guys can do every morning, just something small. Um, so I like to just get cozy and get comfortable. I'm going to go into an easy cross-legged position, <laughs> but I know not everybody feels that doesn't feel good to you. So you can lay on your back, you can just stay seated, whatever feels good. Um, I like palms down on your knees. If you want a little bit more grounding, palms up for receiving, and then you're going to close your eyes. And you always want to get rid of your stale energy or stale breath. So big inhale through your nose. Open mouth, exhale, let it go. Again, inhale, fill up. Heart opens, ribs expand, belly lifts. Open mouth, exhale, release, relax, let go. One more, big inhale. Exhale it out. And now you want to come into your ujjayi breath. So inhaling through your nose, keeping your mouth closed as you exhale through your nose. It's a very deep, throaty form of breathing. And when you breathe like this, what it's doing is it's physically vibrating your brain stem. So it's naturally calming you 
It's balancing the left and right hemispheres of your brain. And just for a few cycles, I want you to focus on this breath pattern. Long fluid inhales, long fluid exhales. After you do this for a few cycles, I want you to start to scan your physical body without judgment, without story. And if you start to experience any tension or if there's certain parts of your body that are talking louder than others, then just guide your breath to those spots and allow your exhale to release, relax, and let go. And now just by focusing on your breath and scanning your physical body, you pull your physical body into this here and now. But as we talked about earlier, we're more than our physical body. We also have our mental, emotional, and spiritual body. So let's pull our mental and emotional body in the here and now by simply reminding ourselves where we are right now in this moment. And right now in this moment, all we're doing is sitting wherever we're sitting and breathing. The past already happened, so let it go. The future is unknown, so let that go. And right now, in this moment, we are so perfect. We are beyond abundant. We are so whole. And take a moment just to fill up with that gratitude, that acceptance, that love for where we are right now. And then see if you can hold on to this vibration, this energy. Breathe it in, embody it, and lead with it for the rest of your day. Notice how your experience changes. And also notice how those around you shift. We are the change. And when you're ready, on your next inhale, you can gently open your eyes. And just breathe it all in. <laughs> hmm. That's it. It's definitely a different way to start the second half of the <laughs> podcast. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. For your focus and your time. Of course. I wonder if if each of us had to like I hate to like be judgmental, but if each of us had to find our starting point. Mm -hmm. And that was a practice, what do we do? Three or four minutes. Yeah. 
if we know how we would progress. Mm. Is there, as an instructor, is there a place where people can have layers unpeeled and feel progressed without some magical awakening? Is there oh, a yeah. sense of, and I guess that's our, that would be our practice. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think it's different every day too. And I think that's something that we all have to recognize. Um, every day is different. So, and it all depends again on whatever we have going on in our lives. And sometimes we have things going on in our subconscious that we're not even fully aware of, right? So um, I think being kind to yourself and, and finding that non-judgment and acceptance of yourself and of, our, of ourselves um, in every moment again. And the great thing about, because um, in our society, in this Western culture, we're very physical based, right? And that's why I, I, you know, I lead with the, you know, the asanas is what we call it in yoga, which is the physical practice of yoga. Mm -hmm. um, so I structure my class to, to do a full awakening of the physical body, because I think that's in our society how we um, can start to peel back the layers, right? The physical is the first layer. So the more you can connect, and there's certain postures sometimes where people will have a big awakening. For example, pigeon is a huge Oh, gosh, yeah. Yeah, right? It's huge for me. Yeah. And if you hold Especially pigeon, the right side. Yeah, see? We all, <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> we all have one side. Oh, yeah. So true. Um, <laughs> but it's a huge hip opener. And energetically, our hips hold all of our emotions. So if I get people, if I if I can tell, and it's usually I can sense um, en energies in different people, and mm. if I can sense that somebody has a big emotional trauma, or they, if they even tell me they have an emotional trauma that they haven't dealt with, then I will give them, I'll make them sit in pigeon for like five minutes, <laughs> and you'll just see tears coming down like two minutes in. It's just like tears just streaming down. They're like, I don't even know why I'm crying. Well, I've, I've definitely had that experience before. I found uh, out. I found yin yoga mm -hmm. um, over here at Moto okay. about seven or eight years ago yeah. with Joe Kay, who since has opened his place called Urban Excel. I don't know if you and any of these folks, but yeah. the yin practice um, is described by them as holding for like three to five minutes, and you mm -hmm. might do eight to ten in mm -hmm. a whole session. And the first two, two times I went, I completely and overwhelmingly was crying what's awesome is that you're in hot yoga and there's water <laughs> nobody can tell nobody if you're crying, tell. Or not. I'm crying but little, baby. It, it was uh i i was in i had the block under my heart mm -hmm. and i was it was just mm, but the scary. practice of that's when i tried to welcome the practice of stillness in more mm -hmm. i had somebody that recommended that class yeah otherwise yoga had always been very physical and to hear you talk about the physical side mm -hmm. i hadn't had i don't know if that's that's an emotional breakthrough oh, yeah, exactly you and peeled back that first it layer. It was a little bit of a breakthrough for me. Yeah. And I've noticed that I I haven't been in a while. Mm. And that could that I, I see that as a byproduct of the lost part of my life. Because mm. during that the last sections mm. it was lost. Mm. And that's why I wanted to take a little piece of what you were talking about because as you were describing how someone could do that, it reminded me of the stillness practice. Yeah. And you're like, I'm gonna make somebody do that for five minutes. I'm exactly. like, wow. Yeah. That was what broke me through on an emotional yeah. thing. So you broke through the physical layer barrier and then you you tapped into your emotional layer. So that was you you and your physical and your emotional body, when that happens, they've connected. So now you're you've you've aligned those two bodies into one. 
if I say vagus nerve, is that specific to yoga? Um, what is that? <laughs> okay, well then I don't know. I, it was a, somebody brought it up in a discussion the other day, so I'll I'll let that okay. stay. And okay. it was about the physical practice of of yoga uh, versus physical activity and how that was different. And they they said that the vagus nerve, which is uh, what the yoga practice taps into more. It's not about building and breaking down muscles. It's more about the nervous system relaxing and engaging. And it was, mm, I kind of lost track of it. Scientific. Yeah. We're talking about emotions here. I'm like, I'm more energy. All right, I got us off on, um, to, on no, topic. No, no, it's but. actually, I love that stuff because it, it, it's crazy how every, it's, it's about perception, right? So like whatever that person was talking about, yeah. they have like more of a scientific perception of yoga, which is beautiful, right? And my perception is a little bit more energetic perception, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Um, so it's it's just very, they're the same thing, just saying it in different ways, which is really cool. And it also hear. is relative to what you were saying earlier, which is how you described this as our culture is more attached to the physical exactly. thing. And that person, that's their conscious connection. That's how they connect, yeah, which is beautiful. That's it, As long as you find that connection. But yeah, it's... Um, for me, it's like the there's it's it's just like layers, you know, like the asana layer. Um, I just I can just now I've been practicing yoga for almost ten years, and maybe the last two years is when I tapped into more of that physical asana practice of yoga, and um, having that be and and being present while in physical that hard power yoga. Does that make sense? Like yeah. I, um, two years prior. I could not do a power yoga class and be present. And I those was were the ones that I did do because I was a I was a CrossFit and exactly. athlete. And I was like, well, I'm gonna go do yoga. Let me do the power I'm yoga. I'm gonna be strength. Yeah, yeah. And it's like the opposite of what exactly. I should have been doing. Exactly. As soon as I found the stillness practice, that's why I brought It that made up. my yeah. whole physical side <laughs> yeah. completely more. Mm-hmm. I, I was in. I was recovering better I had just more mental focus I liked the dark places more like I was becoming stronger because of the yep yeah you found your mind body connection which is something that I talk about a lot too Um, and that is so important and then now you should take that into your more physical activities yeah and yeah and see how that changes too the mind body connection is a very still I guess a very new concept in terms of relative science or, mm. or relative it's not a well-practiced scientific based thing i think there's a lot of people that are tapped into it and yeah. trying to share it mm-hmm. but there's just not a lot of practical um clinical yeah. things that are going to describe it yeah it's i mean this is the thing i've learned some people are really ready for it and are craving it and there's some people that are like nope <laughs> not interested terrifies me oh my gosh this reminds me i there's a there was a study done uh-huh. um literally male and female adults between the age of 35 45 something like that where mm-hmm. they gave uh, a choice like 100 people you can either sit and meditate for 15 minutes or you can shock yourself 70 <laughs> percent of the men yeah. shocked themselves 30 percent of the women shocked oh themselves. my gosh that's crazy they were terrified of 15 minutes in their brain wow yeah. So to your point, like some people yeah, aren't ready for that. Exactly. That brings me to like something that I think super important as we, mm-hmm. you know, like we're, we're in a really um, angst time. We've got politics up mm-hmm. our everywhere we look and we have sides being chosen for those that participate in that. I don't want to go about politics. I'm not very 
partial one way or the other. Mm -hmm. However, <clears throat> when I look at the consciousness of it and in the realm, the framework of this conversation, I would have thought by now mm -hmm. in my generation, we would have gotten past the hyperpolarization and gotten more into a real social consciousness movement. I really thought that like I would be a witness to something that would be more in on the good side of things. Yeah. And 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 as I look at things now, I feel like a lot of people aren't even ready for it. Well, I think we're in transition right now. And I think with transition there's chaos. And I think Fair we're enough. in we're in chaos right now. <laughs> that's, right? That's a great word to use. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It sounds scary, but that and if you think about just transition on a personal level, it's the same thing, right? When we're in when we're personally in transition, it feels like our world is off balance and we're out we're in a little bit of like, oh. But as soon as the transition fades, the chaos subsides and then the light and we rise above it, right? And so I just think that's what's happening, in my opinion. I could be totally wrong, but I just feel energetically we're in chaos mode because we're in transition, we're in shift. And as soon as we keep, we just got to keep elevating each other and keep elevating ourselves to keep going higher and keep leading with the love, keep leading with the light, keep preaching that, being light workers on this planet because I think that's what's really happening. A lot of light workers, sorry to get all like new age, <laughs> but I think a lot of light workers are coming up right now and it's new. It's a new theory for everyone. Like who, light workers? What? What does that even mean? Um, so I think these light workers are trying really hard to create to help with this shift, mm -hmm. but again, it's still it's just chaotic energy right now, and it's gonna yeah. it's gonna it'll calm though. You'll see it. It's also one of the reasons I've reformatted the way I'm doing this podcast mm -hmm. and focusing on creating content to share with the yeah. world is because I hope that these the video side of this mm -hmm. finds people and they're like, oh. I really liked that. They were being nice to one another. Oh, yeah. look at that. They were giggling and laughing. We even did a meditation. That to me is positive content. Yes. And if we can spread more of that, mm -hmm. then the hate and bigotry and racism, like all the bad words that, that our culture now uses our tools at social media for to express our innermost crazy. Create more chaos. Yeah. How yeah. do you just find opportunities to lead with light and share vulnerable well, 101? Yeah. Well, that's why I say love and light is the answer. Aww. As soon as you can, I mean, in every situation, you have to find the love and the light and you have to be in your power center to help others see the love and the light in the situation, you know, and which is, can be hard, especially if you're talking about a subject that somebody personally resonates with, like somebody may have personally been in that Me Too movement, right? And like really be passionate about it or... Oh, that's you, what I'm talking about. It's yeah, like you have like, great movements, but you mm -hmm. have polarized people exactly. doing things within each movement that yeah. may, there's not a representation of, you know? Exactly. It's make, it's muddying the, yeah. the message. Because it's, it's, if you it's don't bring message. love into the action that you're taking as, yeah. then it does and it, I hear people talk about, I hate Trump or I hate this. And you're like, well, you literally just said the word hate. Exactly. It doesn't work like no, that. It doesn't. You can't. Yeah. And it's sort of, I become a real strong observer during these times because mm -hmm. I don't get polarized. I'm not, I don't have a really strong opinion. Mm -hmm. I'd be being talked down to, but for not having a strong opinion, yeah. you're like, God, I can't yeah. win here. You know, it's <laughs> well, like, it's not, I, just I, trying not yeah. to impress. I'm yeah. not trying to impress my opinion. You on probably you. have an opinion and it probably is a strong one, but you're probably like, 
I'm scared to say it because yeah. I don't want to be judged for my opinion. And I think that's that's where the for for me and I I will say I in the beginning I was very guilty because I was angry. And that's the thing is like you yeah. have to figure out where that hate's coming from. In the beginning I was angry, so I had hate even when it for when. The, sure. <laughs> I don't even like when, when it was, the election happened in the beginning, sure. yeah. I was personally angry and I did have hate and I did do things that were out of my alignment, but it didn't feel good. And I think as soon as we see that too, and we see like, oh wait, hate doesn't feel good. So how yeah. do I shift that? How do I, how do I, and it's not about agreeing with anybody or, or being weak and like, oh, going into my cage. It's like, no, you know what? I'm actually going to get bigger, but I'm going to get bigger with love. I'm going to get bigger with light. And you know what? I'm going to stop talking and I'm going to start doing. That's, can I be honest? Yeah. That's my, that's my hardest part. Exactly. I've spent so many years needing to impart my mm. opinion and my knowledge and my skill within a conversation environment. Yeah. It's a real challenge for me. I'm a great active listener because yeah. I get information and I use it. Mm. It's the it's the passive listening of not like literally shutting up mm. yes. and just letting the person because I can show love, I can give good feedback, yes. yeah. but it's the uh, well, I got, I've got something to say. Yeah. Well, I have something to say. Are they done? Well, yeah. I can say this. <laughs> and it, that's stillness is the hardest thing. I'm with you. I fight the millions of things going on in my brain, mm -hmm. and so I I I have had to incorporate mindfulness mm. on a daily yeah and it started back when i was a kid i as far as long as i can remember as far back as i can remember my mom used to come in at night mm -hmm. and pat me on the back when i go to sleep mm. and she had this breathing pattern she would talk through she would I take deep baths and she'd be like release all the energy from your toe oh. take a deep breath release all the energy from and we would work all the way up my body to my brain oh. God. And I was probably seven or eight years old. I don't know. That's amazing. And I don't know if I just was just a hyper kid and anxiety. Yeah. Which I probably was. <laughs> which we all like. But yeah. I do remember that mindfulness. It was one of the, it, awesome. if I think back to anything that has taught me a pattern of, of that, mm. that's, that's the one thing. And I'm like, well, my mom taught me. So, mm, yeah. and even Mama. like when I go to bed at night or I'm having a moment of emotional heightenedness, mm. I have a strict breathing pattern I get into, and then I try to take that into some mantra stuff and hope to God I find myself. Well, and I think, too, you have to remember that you're human. We all are human. And we all, it's okay to have, like, thoughts and be angry and, like, oh, why? I want to shut this person up, right? Mm -hmm. um, what is not okay is when we start to disrespect and we start to go into that hate level vibration. Um, some tools that have helped me a lot because – you know, being a light worker, you want to try to stay light, bright, love, and all that mm -hmm. stuff. But again, human, you have anger, you have yeah. fear, you have anxiety, you have all this stuff. Yeah. Um, I sometimes, if I'm mad at somebody and I'm not really sure, like if I'm not ready to have a conversation with them because of, um, you know, I don't want to stir drama or whatever it is, right? Right. Um, I will have it at conversation. This may, this may this this may sound crazy, but I will yell at them in my head, <laughs> uh, <laughs> or I yeah. will like yell at them at my pillow, <laughs> or I will punch something out, oh or I will God. scream somewhere oh my God. until it releases. <laughs> until I feel good enough to be like, okay, I'm not gonna yell at them anymore because I I feel really stupid <laughs> yelling at them enough in my mind. I love it. you're giggling yourself. <laughs> I I do this with my dog. I'm like I'm gonna go on a walk, and I'm with my dog, and I'll just start talking out loud. And then she's looking it. at me like, what? I'm doing the right thing. And I'm like, oh, shoot. I'm just talking to myself. I'm working through some stuff. <laughs> you know? Your poor dog. She's, she's like, like, am I, I supposed do, to Dad? sit? <laughs> what do you want from me? I'm sorry. I, I love that. And I, um, 
I wonder what everybody else does. And yeah. I think it might be a good point to, to, for everybody to take a minute and think about what we're talking about. You know, like have that moment to say, when we find those moments where we know what our triggers are, do we have a tool and can we practice that on a way to just mm-hmm. be an observer, practice some stillness yeah. and, and show love? Yeah. And also why, like, I think that what figuring out why you're being triggered, are you being triggered because of your own personal stuff? Um, And most of the time, that's what it is. And then you want to go into the work from there, right? Like figuring out that you're doing your exploration and being able to be like, okay, I'm being triggered because this happened to me when I was eight and now it's coming back up. Okay, how can I release this? Um, And moving through the process like that. Um, without judging yourself and without getting angry at that other person. Mm. It's good advice. It's great advice. It's just hard. It is. It's hard. Um, We're kind of wrapping up here. So what I like to do at the end of of the podcast is do what's called a final four questions that I've prepared either before or during. And one sentence, not too long, but uh, we'll see see how it goes this winter. (laughs) So. We'll see how it goes. Final four. Okay. Question number one. What is the least expensive thing that you own that you could not do without? That's so hard. Um, <laughs> these are not easy. These are not easy ones. Um, my amethyst. Question number two. Your advice to the work. You know what? I asked this question already. Okay. I'm going to skip it. Okay. Question number two. If your movie was releasing this weekend, what is the title and who is the lead actress? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, I think this is already a title, but my so-called life, Margot Robbie, because I love oh, her. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I'm for that. I love her. I love her. Oh, that's, man. I just want her to be my best friend. <laughs> <laughs> Adorable. Uh, okay, question number three. Um, we, we didn't talk about your parents much, so okay. I'm gonna say I'm gonna ask this. If if when you have your first child, I don't believe you have children. Do you? No, I okay. don't have children. Who gets to name your first child if you had to choose your mother or your father? Oh, my mom for oh, sure. Oh, that was easy. Oh my gosh, my mom for sure. God, okay, I'm not leaving that to my dad. I Mom's- love you, dad, but oh my goodness. <laughs> Um, last question, question number four, what is something that you would like people to know about you that they don't get to see very often? Uh, um, well, my friends get to see this often, so they know, but for my clients and things that, you know, people that work on me one-on-one, they see more serious Jacqueline. Um, I am so silly. (laughs) I am the silliest, most weird, strange girl. And sometimes things come out of my mouth and I'm like, I'm sorry, guys. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great. It was very vulnerable you to say. I, one thing we didn't tap into today, and I want to make sure we close with this, is that Jacqueline has put a lot of work into an app that's going to be coming out soon. Yes, yes. Uh, you can see her videos and things like that on Instagram and Facebook. Mm-hmm. However, if you want to give a little plug for the app, I'd love for you to share. Yeah, the app's coming out hopefully in the next couple weeks. Um, it should be done, and for it'll be out for Christmas and New Year's. Um, if you follow me on Instagram and things like that, and if you even want to shoot me your email, then I can um, put you on our email list, and I'll let you know when it comes out, and it'll awesome. be available in the App Store. And this is called The Conscious the Method. The Conscious Method, yep. Well, it has definitely been my pleasure. Oh, thank you.
Thank you. I have Jacqueline Winters here today. So if you enjoyed this podcast, please go check out her uh, social media and her website and pay attention for the app. Hope you all have a blessed day. Thank you again for making the choice to tune in for YLab and good luck out there. One love.